0: and you're like and you know what ultimately it's colonialism it's like how did we get here yeah
1: what it boils down to is colonialism and yeah everyone's like what how did we get here we were just really proud of annabelle for speaking about what happened to her and we ended up on colonialism and it's like yes yes we did this is what it all boils down to everybody we hate spinnerbait but we love punching rapists <laughs> terrible. i'm just saying i usually don't believe in violence but there are like two exceptions to that rule one rapist two nazis i think you can punch all of them go ahead punch them right in the face that's fine with me
0: yeah 100 100 that's perfect i love that <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm uh, I'm Bethany and with me as always is Michael Ann. Michael Ann. We're here. This is the last episode of Just Listen which is monumental in and of itself but this is the last episode before what will be the wedding of the year. Maybe the wedding of the century. I don't overhype <laughs> it but y'all you've been with us for the last few months. You've heard the stress. You've heard us talking about this wedding. The next time you hear from us- boom, it will have happened. How are you yep. feeling right now?
0: Oh, I've I've reached um, an area called Panic City. And mm. all I'm doing is panicking.
1: <laughs> got, got the old
0: residency in Panic City right now. <laughs> exactly. I just got a studio apartment. Um, <laughs> I'm not panicking about being married, but I am panicking about just like how, you know, it's such a big event that you're paranoid. I'm going to yep. forget something or something's going to go wrong. I understand Panic City
1: because the People Pleaser in me like, even that day, which everyone – like all the advice is like just take a moment, like you and your partner and just like take it in. The day goes by so fast, blah, 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 blah. Um, but they're 100% accurate. It really does. And I don't regret like anything about my wedding day by any means. But yeah, like if there's one thing I could do different, it would be stressing a little bit less about everyone else having a good time and just enjoying my time because like I – basically through a wedding to take pictures but the entire time during pictures I was so stressed out that I was like are we taking too long are people waiting on us I know we need to make our grand entrance into the reception and people are waiting on us oh god oh god oh god and like it just was in my head constantly that like people aren't having a good time uh, people are waiting on me ah, ah, ah um and here's the god's honest truth about your wedding a it's your day so like who cares but also, B, no one is a big enough dick to come up to you and be like, hey, we had to wait on you for too long. Or, like, your wedding sucks. Like, no one's going to say that to you. Even if they think it, they're not going to say it to you because no one is that big of a dick.
0: <laughs> have you met people from Boston?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there might be people in at attendance at your wedding who would say it. But precious no. little me, uh, from the South, I mean, we did have some Long Island represented in, in the house, but uh yeah you you might be right people might be like this is taking a wicked long time (laughs) i don't know every other word out of your mouth is wicked it's probably not accurate
0: it it is accurate yeah (laughs) it is but um no i don't think anyone's actually gonna say that but say anything to me and and if they do i'd be like (laughs) be like
1: i'm sorry grow up (laughs) you agreed to be here today you're getting a free meal on me you're welcome a very expensive meal and this is my day okay do you see me beautiful yeah. it's honestly it's great because like the entire reception is just everyone telling you how beautiful you are and you're like thank you I wish every day could be like this I wish everyone could just tell me how great I am <laughs> all for like two hours
0: yeah I'm excited <laughs> about of that 10. I'm excited about that
1: that's a great that's a great part I gotta say Shall we recap? Oh, wait. I always forget before the recap because in the recap there is triggering things. I guess I kind of started this episode with a triggering thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sorry, everyone. That's all the- I was like, I shouldn't do that. That's the tagline. But then, I don't know. I think it was appropriate. Um, before we start our recap and before we get into things, this is our last and final just listen trigger warning. Trigger warning for eating disorders. Sexual assault. If any of that is going to be a uh, concern for you or triggering to you, please tap out now. We totally understand and we'll see you on July 4th. Well, we won't see you, but you know what I mean. We will talk to you on July 4th for a very, very, very special episode. So yeah, come, come hang out with us then and take care of yourselves. Michael-Ann, recap us.
0: <laughs> yes. So, things things last episode were not chill. Basically, uh, Sophie's other friend Emily was sexually assaulted by the same guy as Annabelle, and it's kind of re-triggered Annabelle. She has completely isolated herself from everybody, including Owen. It's been a month and a half of this. But on the flip yeah. side, Whitney starts is seeming to be doing better. Yeah. And kind of where we're at we got her flashback last episode and it was not fun yeah and
1: basically last week we depressed all of you but we try to keep it breezy (laughs) (laughs) uh so yeah so it was depressing and we're still gonna we kind of got some heavy things here as we Mm -hmm. wrap up but there's some really good things in here as well so i am really super good. excited to start us off here with a chapter
0: 16.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> we're really guys we're just we're really tired. it's a week <laughs> uh full transparency we were like gonna record the other day and we both were like we can't we're like both mentally exhausted So yeah, so anyways, full disclosure, we were both just mentally just having a time. And as I always like to say, Simone Biles can take a mental health day from being in the Olympics, and she is still an absolute badass Olympian. We too can take mental health days occasionally. So everyone, take yourself a Simone Biles day every once in a while. It's it's much needed. But now we are here, chapter 16, ready to rock, ready to roll, (laughs) and Here we are. So as we mentioned, Annabelle's kind of started isolating herself again, kind of hiding, not talking to anyone. And she is literally hiding. She's in the library and she's kind of pushed herself into a back corner where she can see, but kind of like can't be seen sort of situation. So she was saying, you know, she'd pick such a good spot that um, when Emily came looking for her. Uh, 30 minutes before the last lunch break, or the last lunch break, the last lunch before Christmas break. It kind of catches her by surprise that she would know that she was there. And also that it catches her. Uh, she also kind of admits that her spot while really good at being a good hiding spot is not great at being a great escape spot. So she's kind of screwed. She has to talk to Emily here because she cannot get out from the yep. little corner that she has tucked herself in.
0: Yeah. Basically Emily's like, Hey girl, um, I know you hate me. But, which is so funny that, you know, it's like, Uh, she said the same thing to Clark and Clark was like what are you talking about and it's like the same thing here she's like I don't hate you Um, but she doesn't say anything because she's completely immobile and she just basically said Emily just asks her like hey you know if you can can you call the detective or the 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 like lawyer prosecutor I guess
1: the lady working the case I assume she's a prosecutor
0: Uh, yeah call the lady working the case (laughs) and say (laughs) hey this is my story and then she says and Annabelle I'm sorry and Annabelle just really doesn't say anything here like Mm at all um she's kind of sitting there shocked and then she has a total and complete breakdown
1: yeah which this part this next bit is kind of long but this is just so good I like have to read it and also just like Like it's gut-wrenching, but also like it's kind of proud of her in a weird way for finally for letting herself break down. So she says, um, you know, I could feel it, a visceral reaction to what had just happened Her coming closer than anyone to the truth, my truth, which is true. Like no one knows, remotely knows about this. And Emily basically just came to her and was like, I know. Like she doesn't say that, but she basically says that. And so she says – you know, but then something else happened. I started to cry, cry, really cry the way I hadn't in years. The kind of full out sobbing that hits you like a wave pulling you under suddenly tears were just coming sobs climbing up my throat, my shoulders shaking. I turned around clumsily trying to hide myself banging my elbow on the edge of the carol and the business card Emily had left had left fell to the floor fluttering end over end before landing at my feet. I put my head in my hands, pressing my palms over my eyes to shut out everything. Even as the tears continued, I cried and cried there in the library, tucked away in the corner until I felt raw inside. Which just, oh, that's so rough. But also, like, I don't know, kind of cathartic, I guess. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. happy that, you know, she's kind of, this moment has kind of snapped for her. This, you know, kind of light bulb moment now that someone sort of knows and yeah. also like someone sort of knows, but also it's someone who knows how terrible that experience was, who who went through it and and she knows isn't gonna judge her. You know what I mean? Like yes, she's asking her to do this really big, scary, brave thing by talking to the lady working the case, as we will call her. <laughs> but but also, you know, it's like, oh, somebody said it and you know what I mean? Like, the world didn't end. It's like, I, I can still carry on. But, yeah, it's just, like, this catharsis that she has almost. Like, she just finally, all these things that she's been trying to hide, she just, like, breaks down. And it's yeah. needed, I feel like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, like, again, again, Sarah Desson comes in here. This absolutely gorgeous paragraph that really, I mean, you can feel this. You yes. can feel, you know exactly what kind of cry you know she's oh, talking yeah. about here, um, and I just, again, she just puts you in the story, she really does.
1: It's not even fair how talented of a writer she is. I
0: know. <laughs> it's just can I have unfair. an ounce,
1: it's an ounce, it's like a tiny little dollop of that talent, and I'd be so happy.
0: Man, seriously. Um, and then. She's in the bathroom. And who's in there waiting to talk to her but Clark? And what is Clark wearing? She's re- true wearing Raleigh's tree Squad shirt. Shirt. Oh, my
1: God. It made me so happy. But, oh yes, the joy that... The fact that it was, A, she was wearing a tree Squad shirt, but that also... Annabelle could tell that it had been, like, loved, had been worn, and she's like, that is not a new one. Like, that is, that is one she has borrowed. It's like, oh, her and Raleigh are obviously working out. <laughs> I know. That just
0: makes me so happy. Give me the Clark and Raleigh story. Yes, please. They're great. I love them. Me too. So she's basically asking her if she's okay. Um, She says, Owen's been wondering if she's okay, Mm -hmm. And Annabelle's like, oh, uh, Owen's asking about me. And she's like, yeah, but it's not a big deal. But, you know, I saw you after lunch. You looked really upset, like, basically, like, you can talk to me. And this is when they get kind of their moment that we wanted them to have in Bendo. Yes. Yes. Where Annabelle's being honest and she's like, I didn't think you'd care if I was upset. And this is when they kind of break down what happened all those years ago. You know, she's like, from my perspective, you blew me off and insulted me and never talked to me again. Mm -hmm. And from Annabelle's perspective, she didn't want her to talk to her again. There was like no chance of reconciliation. And for both of them, that was like so real for both of them.
1: Yeah, which is I love about this conversation is that it is like no one was right and no one was wrong. Like both of them yeah. very much in their minds. Like this is how they see it, and they're both right. Like in a sense, you know yeah. what I mean. But yeah, it's it's just the perfect example of like there are always two sides to every story, and the truth some lay like, somewhere in the middle. Because yeah, like Clark says, um, he or she says. Because, you know, she was like, I tried to talk to you that one time. And she's like, and that was the only time. Yeah, I was mad. It had just happened. But then you never came around. You never called. You were just gone. And it's like, wow, yeah, for Clark, that must have been so painful. But also, like, in Annabelle's mind, like, she came to her right away tried to remedy the situation and clark was mad and like that's what annabelle's not good about like when someone gets mad she thinks that's it they never want me in their life but like clark just needed some cooling off time <laughs> like if you want to talk to her in like two weeks she rather been like yeah the bygones be bygones like don't do that again you know it's fine but annabelle doesn't realize that you know which this is probably hopefully a learning curve for her and she was like oh okay like just because they don't want to talk right then doesn't mean that they never want to talk about it. So, yeah, yeah, that's a hard
0: lesson to learn, you know. It is. It really is. Oh, and then she's like, "Why talk to me now?" And Clark says, "I have to be honest. Raleigh's a big part of it.
1: She's still my heart. Oh my god, <laughs> I ship Clark and Raleigh hardcore, y'all.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, they're like." They're one of the top destined couples. <laughs>
1: yeah, like they're precious. I love them. We're gonna Me learn too. a little bit more about their relationship in these next couple chapters and I'm just like, oh my God, I'm so smitten with y'all. You're so cute. Mm-hmm. So cute. Yeah, they're talking. <laughs> it's like, oh yes. The, the talking phase. I think we're past the talking phase, young lady. You're wearing his true squad shirt, okay?
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And she's all like, mm-hmm. oh, you, you and Raleigh? And she's like, yeah. Um, and, you know, it got me thinking about everything that happened us saw years ago with Owen talking about you. You've been on my mind. So when I saw you today and you were and she's like, hold up, wait a minute. Owen talks about me. It's <laughs> like, yeah, tell girl, because he's in love with you. Remember when y'all kissed and we're like basically dating until you justifiably had a very hard night and yeah, and everything blew up. But yeah, he talks about you. And so she's mm-hmm. like, oh. He hasn't said that much. Just so you guys were friends. (laughs) Friends. Okay. Um, And she's like, you know, basically he's just, he's worried about you. Like he's not saying anything bad. He's just, he's concerned. And like, I have to admit I'm concerned too. Um, Which, you know, kind of throws annabelle a little bit she's like clark was worried about me emily was apologizing to me this was a weird day and it's like yeah Mm -hmm. to say the least but listen this is what happens when you have open and honest communication with people you realize things are not you know as bad as they might be that these unparable 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 that's (laughs) (laughs) unrepairable these relationships that you thought were unrepairable or unparable whichever you so choose English hard sometimes y'all um i can't even like finish my thought because i'm so thrown off of this, like, unpairable but yeah she sometimes if you just talk to people relationships that you think are unrepairable uh turns out that they can be fixed
0: so or paired back together <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking you know what parable I was thinking when you said that? Like a like a like parable, a, like a, a like a parable, yeah, like
1: a story, yeah. <laughs> also a parable, yeah, like one of those, yeah. yeah. Either one, a good life lesson, mm-hmm. yes. Oh, but oh, hey, nice. look, it works then. <laughs> In both ways.
0: <laughs> I feel like I say this every episode, but like this episode's off the rails. <laughs>
1: it's already. <This> is- <laughs> Probably because every episode is off the rails. If anyone at this point is still listening and expects it to be on the rails, that's on you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, your expectations, that's not on us. You should have learned. What is this? Episode like 34? You should know by now.
0: You should know by now. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. Lordy B. Okay. So. Clark-, so Clark gives her her cell phone number. Yes, she's like, "Call me whenever you want if you want." No so big Call me
1: maybe. <laughs> she does not say that because that sign didn't exist yet. But you know.
0: So anyway, so now it is another holiday, another trip to the airport. So they went and picked up Kirsten, and she's very um it seems like kirsten has really come into her own she's like not as chatty she's not you know she's taking more time to like listen she's holding annabelle's hand the whole drive home which i thought was so nice i know
1: sisters we love it
0: we love it yeah they're kind of complimenting her saying like wow you look like you seem so much better like or just not better but you seem like, she's Not matured more. a little yeah, bit, like I guess. Is, and...
1: Yeah. She's really, she's found, you know, she's started taking the film classes. And as we know, she's she likes that TA a little bit. And I think, mm-hmm. yeah, she's just kind of, like, finding her Correct. own way and, and becoming her own person. And I think, obviously, when Whitney first moved to New York and all the tension between them and maybe kind of feeling like she had to be, like, her sister's keeper a little bit, um yeah. since she was so worried about her like now that she was like okay i know whitney's getting help i know mom and dad have that covered like maybe she finally got to kind of focus on her own personal journey and growth so we'd love to see that we love a a good character growth
0: we do we do i love to see that and i love that she's like just committing to her film classes and she's doing yeah. the damn thing let me tell you and i really love that is. for her And in in the other hand, we have um, Annabelle, who's just listening to ONCDs. She's wrapping them up. And the only one she has left is the one that says, just listen. And, you know, on her bed, she puts down Clark's phone number. And then the DA assistant, I don't know enough about.
1: So that's what it is. It's the district attorney's assistant. That's who. Yeah. Mm. So DA, yeah, that is like the prosecutor so the prosecutor's assistant basically again we're just going to call her the lady work in the case yes
0: so she has the lady work in the case and she has clark's number next to each other and she's just looking at it and she said i told myself i didn't have to do anything with either of them they were just options like owen's two rings two messages and it was always good to know your options
1: can i just say the reason you don't know uh enough about the, that kind of stuff da and whatever is because you didn't fall for copaganda shows and for that i'm proud of you <laughs> <laughs> like you clearly have not watched law and i also this is a true story there are like eighteen thousand episodes of law and order there's like four different versions i never in my life i'm aware of law and order i've heard the dun dun and the, the beginning of it and whatever but I mean, I've never in my entire life watched a full episode of Law and Order, and I'm taking that with me to the grave. I refuse, and I will never <laughs> watch a full episode of it. I like. Thank you. And good day.
0: I like watched it here and there, but barely paying attention. Probably didn't finish it. But then my freshman year of college, they filmed an episode on our campus, so Ooh. I watched that entire episode. But yeah, I was just oh, like, because
1: yeah, you were like,
0: I was like, I know was that was, like- um, <laughs> but yeah, it it those shows like. First of all, they're so scary. Yeah, and it's so,
1: like- it, especially as a woman, like right, watching them, exactly. you are like, a million things are gonna, bad things are gonna happen to me, and I'm screwed, and I'm just gonna die and end up in a bin of gutter. Right, gonna- <laughs> like that's not entertainment to me. Also, no shade to anyone that it like is their comfort show because I know a lot of people who oh, yes, love it, yes. even though they understand that it's problematic. But yeah, I just, it's one of those things. I've just never seen a full episode, and now I'm like, well, now I definitely like i know too well you know I'm like i definitely don't want to like watch it now but
0: i yeah. do like detective shows like i like um x files but that's aliens
1: mm-hmm.
0: so it's like yeah so like kind
1: of different aliens i mean have I, I i for sure have watched some like i watched like brooklyn 99 and you know all that kind of stuff so veronica mars i can't veronica mars my god so good
0: so good although that last episode <laughs> of the revival was really emotionally taxing
1: i will i will agree with that yes wholeheartedly yeah veronica mars what a great show excellent
0: show 10 out of 10 excellent
1: excellent show excellent theme song just all over good stuff
0: there is there are two veronica mars books and one of them is narrated by kristen bell and it's really good oh hells to the uh, yeah how did
1: i i how am i
0: just finding out
1: about this at this
0: moment it's how no okay. get on that it's called like i don't know what it's called but you can see one of them's narrated by her one of them's not i didn't read the one that's not because it's not fair, fair.
1: yeah i need i need her i need like veronica marr's voice to okay. tell me the story but anyway but anyways
0: <laughs> we're back <laughs> we're back into the We're so they we're, are they stop choices they are home and they go inside and Whitney has cooked this delicious and sounds like kind of complicated meal. So like you go girl. Yeah. And Kristen's like, or Kirsten is like, wow, you look great by the way. Um, And they kind of have this like little moment and then they're like, okay guys, go upstairs and we'll finish up. So they go upstairs, they're hanging out, they go downstairs, they have dinner. Kirsten calls their dad, daddy. Are you also a a girl who calls your dad, daddy?
1: I am. I am. a. (laughs) Just gave me a very judgy look. I want you all to know. I was born and raised in the Southeast. Okay. Like all girls, little girls in the Southeast call their dad, daddy. Um, And I know it's been like ruined by the, but I, yeah, my, my dad is, is 100% daddy to me
0: that is definitely
1: like that weird me out (laughs) (laughs) um
0: that is definitely because it's like yeah now that i'm thinking about it the girls i know who call their dad daddy are all like from the southeast. so it's definitely a a thing also i'm just from like conservative farmers from the midwest so we don't call you're
1: probably like father salutations just (laughs) kidding
0: (laughs) (laughs) like my siblings call my mom ma they're like ma ma
1: Mm, That is very, yeah, that's (laughs) straight up northeast right there. Yeah, I feel like in the south, mom is usually like mama or mom or whatever. I call my mom mommy. Yeah, I'm a grown adult and I'm still like, mommy, help. (laughs) I mean, like if I'm I'm trying to like get her attention quick or something, like I'll call her mom. Like I'm like, mom, if she's not paying attention, Jackie. (laughs) Yes. Um, but when I'm like being loving, I'm like mommy. Aww, I love <laughs> but that. But my sisters have always called her mama. I don't. I was the only one who never really did mama. I don't know why.
0: It's like me. I'm the only one who doesn't call my mom ma. <laughs> ma
1: ma. Oh my god. I'm like, like that's so Boston, though. I love it's it. So Boston. It's crazy. So Boston. <laughs>
0: um. But yeah. So they go out to eat dinner. Uh, downstairs to eat dinner it sounds amazing i want some sarah do you have the recipe to this is it something you can Yeah.
1: like it sounds like a very good it's like a stir fry but it like it sounds very good
0: it does and sounds like they had a nice dinner we had another car drive by and look into their creepy glass house um and we get that kind of thing we got in the beginning but where she says Um, as I thought this I caught a glimpse of light sure enough in the window behind the row of herbs a car was passing as it slowed the driver looking at us I thought again how you could never really know what you were seeing with just a glance in motion passing by good or bad right or wrong there was always so much more and yes girl she's having some realizations she's coming to herself I like
1: it for and, real.
0: And then after dinner. Oh my god. This is I'm not special. like
1: emotionally prepared for this next scene.
0: <laughs> it's just so beautiful. Basically Whitney's like, um, hey, I'm gonna like go to a coffee shop or whatever. Like, Kirsten, do you wanna come? And then Kirsten's like, Yeah, Annabelle, do you wanna come? And they're like, Yeah, sure, let's go get coffee, no big deal. Then they get there and it's an open mic night. And not only is it open mic night, but Whitney is reading a piece that she wrote about her sisters. And their relationship, uh, I, i It's like I'm almost speechless. Hmm. They, you know, it's this. It is about again the same thing. The when she broke her arm, um, on Annabelle's ninth birthday, and she, from Whitney's perspective, again, like this is looking from two different perspectives. She was like pissed mm. off the whole day. She hated following Kirsten around and she just started going so fast to try and, you know, it's kind of like similar to having like an eating disorder. It's like, you're like spiraling to like get a certain emotion. And she broke her arm and she said she just like laid there on the street, like kind of feeling bad for herself. Um mm but like in a very little kid who's angry and doesn't understand that they like have a mental illness kind of thing. Um, And then she talks about how she's like the middle sister. She's not the sweet one and she's not the social one.
1: Yeah. Which I also loved this because yeah, like you're talking about how kind of different perspectives, like it's, you know earlier Annabelle was like she could easily define both of her sisters Mm -hmm. and what they were and now you can tell like I think it's all yeah like no one I guess if it's you like it's hard to define who you are in the family so for Whitney she's like I don't know like I'm just the middle sister like I'm nothing I'm not the boldest I'm not the nicest I'm not the you know the social and the sweetest whatever so like clearly like that's how she sees her sisters and they're like little you know familial group and she can't like you know peg down what she is and it's so funny because earlier obviously in the novel like Annabelle couldn't she was like oh like this is what Whitney is this is what you know Kirsten is but I don't know where I am in this and it's like oh but see but your sister does like she knows where you are and that's just like stop my feelings
0: (laughs) I know I know it's so nice I had I had a bonding moment with my brother this weekend I stayed with him and it was like Mm -hmm. the same thing we finally got to talk about like our different perspectives of things and it's like just do that people just have the conversations because you have no idea how somebody else is seeing it and you yeah can just reach a whole new level of like understanding and like friendship if you're just open and honest yeah
1: totally like being siblings in adulthood is like even cooler than being siblings when you were little i feel like in a certain sense like like obviously yes like i love my sisters when we were kids but like It's so cool, like, the relationship you get to have with them when you're older and the conversations you can have with them and realize, you know, I like, I remember thinking, (laughs) this is so silly, but that song, um, you know, from Encanto that everyone, that, that all the eldest, sisters were like oh my god elder sister vibes and i was like oh yeah like that song i cannot relate to like at all i think it's a great song i understand what it's going for but like all these people really gravitated toward it that were older sisters and i was like oh yeah like that's not me so like that's why that song doesn't speak to me the way it does to them and but yeah like it was one of those things that like i listened to it and i was like okay yeah they like some of these things i remember megan complaining about and like that mm-hmm. all makes sense um like the pressure you feel and you're always one who has to do it first and you know all that kind of stuff. And I was just like, oh, that's interesting. And you know, Whitney kind of talks a little bit about being the middle sister and how, which I remember this from Full House. Remember the episode where Stephanie was all like, I'm the middle kid and no one loves me. Um, you know, they always say like the middle one is like the forgotten one because you're not like the eldest and you're not the youngest, you're the in-between person or whatever. And like a lot of what Whitney was saying is like, you know, before she broke her on, like that's what she was kind of feeling. She was feeling sorry for herself and whatnot. And then she realized like that's kind of, you know, not the case. And, yeah, it's just, like, one of those things where, you know, sometimes it's an episode of Full House that makes you realize maybe being the middle kid isn't so easy. and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm <sorry. laughs> but, like, yeah, like, it's cool. But basically, yeah, if you're an adult and you have siblings and you, like, haven't talked to them about certain things, talk to them because it's cool. And you realize, like, yeah, yeah. like, the, the interesting and, like, I don't know, I guess more complex bond you can have as siblings when you're an adult.
0: Yeah just a greater understanding of each other too it's like chapter 17 uh yes so it's midnight it's past midnight she can't fall asleep she's been trying for 3 hours um she says ever since Whitney's reading and the f- previous night all of the things she'd been trying to push down um were coming to the surface and she just couldn't ignore it anymore like her falling out with Owen Emily giving her the lady who's on the case's card, um, Clark talking to her again, just like all that stuff. She's like, oh my gosh, it's all she could think about.
1: Oh, also, uh, Kirsten showed them her short film because she was like, oh my God, your short story that you read at the coffee house happens to be exactly what I did my short film on. And so she shows them that and they're like, isn't that funny? And again, kind of showing like the different perspectives that they had on the day. And it's, like, this nice, like, family moment that they all have. But Annabelle, again, like, feels like she's sitting on the outside because she sees her sisters are, like, growing and are working through their things. And, like, her parents are so happy to see, you know, they they read the short story and they got to see the short film. And Annabelle, of course, like, can't be honest about her thing. And so, yeah, she's up at midnight, just really kind of spiraling a little bit, mm-hmm. which... We've all been there, girl. We've all been there. Mm -hmm.
0: Regularly. (laughs) More than we care to admit. Yeah. So she, she, this is when she goes downstairs and sits with her dad, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. She kind of gives up on sleeping and she ends up going downstairs where of course
0: her dad is watching the history channel of course and he says you want to watch one about the beginning of world war one or something on a and e about the dust bowl and let me tell you right now sir neither okay (laughs) neither although dust bowl dance by mumford and
1: sons is an effing bop and i stand by that (laughs) like what a weird thing to have a song about but like every time do i just when the banjo goes off i'm like in my car bopping
0: I've never heard that song, but now I need to listen it's to it. It's
1: very good. And you should listen to it. And like at the end, he gets all like angry and the banjo's complain. <laughs> it's great.
0: I hope we're really that. that. <laughs> so she sits down with him and she's like, yeah, let's, I'm going to do this. But yeah, she's like sitting here. I felt even more anxious. I really couldn't focus on anything. So I went back to bed, um, but her dad kind of has this whole thing where he's like, history is important. Um, that's why we can't forget it. No matter how many, how much time has passed, these things still affect us in the world we live in. If you don't pay attention to the past, you'll never understand the future. It's all linked together. You see what I'm saying? Um, And she doesn't know it, but he's like talking directly to her about her uh-huh. his specific life situation right now. Oh,
1: yeah hit the nail on the head there, dad.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So she's really hitting like her peak, her peak, like anxiety, her peak facing her past moment. Yes, exactly. And she's lays back in bed and she's like, okay, it's time. I'm probably too far away from my microphone. I just realized she's like, okay, it's time. I'm going to listen to the CD. And when she hits play, all she heard is static. She waited and waited and waited. And then she realized the CD was blank. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. And she, she has a moment where she's like, but as I lay there, it only seemed like silence filling my ears. And the thing was, it was so freaking loud. And it was the weirdest thing. So different from music. The sound was nothing empty. But at the same time, it pushed everything else out, quieting me enough. But I began to be able to make out something distant hard to hear but it was there albeit softly coming from me coming to me from some dark place I'd never seen but still knew well Shh, Annabelle it's just me but these words were only the middle of the story there was beginning here too oh god this is really long
1: do it it's good I was like
0: okay <laughs> and I knew suddenly that if I stayed where I was and all that quiet and didn't run from it, I would hear it. I'd have to go back all the way to that night at the party when I would first heard Emily call out Steph Sophie's name. And that was okay. It was the only way, finally, to get to the end. And honestly, this keeps going. Like, I could probably read the rest of this entire chapter. Yeah.
1: The last paragraph is pretty key. She says... I understood now. This voice, the one that had been trying to get my attention all this time, calling out to me, begging me to hear it. It wasn't Will's. It was mine. Oh, chills. Like, that's mm-hmm. honestly just chills. That's so good. It's so good. And also, like, yes. Like, that, yeah. Like, it's not about him, you know? Like, it's about her. And like she was saying, like, every story has a beginning, middle, and end. She had to go back to the beginning to think of, you know, when it first happened. Now, Emily is the middle, but they, you know, can still, like, write the ending of it. And she realizes that it's it's her voice being like, Shh, it's okay. And she needs to listen to that. And she needs to listen to her inner voice. And, you know, it's not about anyone else. It's about what she needs to do to, to heal from this.
0: Yes. Yes. I I just I'm I'm also going to read this. I'm sorry. It's basically the whole thing, but you know what? <laughs> Do <Damn> it. <laughs> this is what you signed up for. <laughs> um she says, "Because that is what happens when you try to run from the past. It doesn't catch up, it overtakes, blotting out the future, the landscape, the very sky until there is no path left except that which leads through it, the only one that can ever get you home." And I have to tell you guys, mm-hmm revisiting this book has not come at a more perfect time for me i love how even at 31 years old sarah Desson's books are like speaking to me and resonating me resonating that's it right yep. uh,
1: you nailed it oh god it
0: lost i lost it um you did that. resonating with me <laughs> resonating with me um, so much still like it's just she's timeless yeah she's freaking timeless she's the taylor swift of books
1: seriously ah oh, put that on a sticker like hot damn that was good that was a good tagline <laughs> um, that, was, that was quality yeah no i I really agree uh we wish Sarah a happy birthday of the other day because it was our queen's birthday, and we said you know that coming of age isn't a one time thing and i I think like I wholeheartedly stand by that and i I really think you know I read these books when I was younger because I was coming of age, and as we said earlier, as we think about our siblings and our our mothers who were in our eyes children when they like got married and started having children <laughs> yeah. um That you know, I I, in my thirties, I still feel like I'm coming of age, and I really do think that it's it's a a never ending process, and that yeah, you can 100% still find things in these books. There's so many things that you know, and when we reread Dreamland, even though as we said, we're gonna let that one collect dust on the bookshelf, you know, there were Mm -hmm. some things that I really like needed to hear because again, the first time I read it, I had not been in a toxic relationship. And then the second time reading it, because I it wasn't one I really revisited because it was such a heavy subject matter. But reading it again, like there were just so many things that I needed to hear. Even though, again, I'm a happily married woman, I'm way past that emotional abusive yes. relationship. Like there are still those those doubts that creep in and those thoughts that you have about you know yourself and certain situations. And oh, how did I let that happen to me and whatever? And just reading that mm-hmm. was so helpful to me. And yeah, I mean, just so many things. Again, just like reading this book and, and thinking about the relationship between sisters and, you know, all the different things that happen has been just, yeah, like,
0: goddamn damn,
1: Sarah Nesson,
0: like. <laughs> seriously, it's just, seriously.
1: Thank you. Thank you for, oh you know, baby Bethany who read this. And thank you to the Bethany of today
0: who also is just really <laughs> getting a lot out of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot. I know. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm like about to just zone out thinking about Sarah Dessin and my life versus these books. And you know, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to move on because oh, if I don't, it's going to be the whole episode. That's something to
1: unpack in therapy next session. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's save that part like, hey, Have you spot. ever read any Sarah Dessin? <laughs> She'll be like, um. because like, I have some thoughts. I have some things I've realized. She'll be like, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I've had some breakthroughs, <laughs> breakthroughs. Um and we, we need to talk about it. <laughs> oh. Chapter
1: 18, everyone. We're doing it. We're almost there. This is another big in another. Well, not like length wise is a big, but just like importance wise. It's a big in. Um, Owen is wrapping up his Sunday morning show. Annabelle says it was not, however, just another Sunday for me. Somewhere between sliding on my headphones the night before and now something had changed after lying there for a long time letting myself retrace the steps of the night at the party i drifted off into that silence the voice inside my head finally talked out uh so she woke up because you know her body's just kind of trained to wake up at seven and she's kind of been waking up and not listening too much recently because of her distance with owen but today is different she is not only uh listening But she is there. (laughs) She is at the radio station because she is going to have a little chat with Owen. She's finally going to face him and talk things out and um you know obviously the last time they left each other he left her car and she was like well he hates me now obviously I should never talk to him again which is a very Annabelle tactic (laughs) and now she knows from Clark that clearly he doesn't hate her and she's gonna go talk to him about some stuff um she does see Clark and Raleigh again this is another oh my god Clark and Raleigh just being adorable she's like doing the crossword puzzle and he's working his show and I just love that she comes and like hangs out at the station while he's doing his show. Like that's adorable. And she goes out for double bacon now with them. Cute. And then um she goes ahead and goes and tries to talk to Owen. Of course Owen's being like a little short with her, which is fair because he has no idea like what's going on and she's kind of ghosted him for the last month and a half. So she basically she comes in under the guise of like, we gotta talk about the CD just listen that you gave to me because it's blank and like what does that mean? You know, was it supposed to be symbolic? And he um he puts it on and he's like blasting it, blasting it. And she realizes like, oh, it wasn't purposeful. Like it was just some technical error. <laughs> like he he did need to put tracks on here. Uh so she's like, oh okay. But again, it ended up being perfect for her because she needed that she needed that silence to be so loud so she's talking to him and she's like you know when you got out the the car at the parking lot you know i I thought that you were done with me and he's like you ditched me at a club like i was mad that day but you know like that doesn't mean that you know like i didn't want to talk to you again like and so she's like oh well you know she's like exactly like you're pissed and he's like so you bolted like that's not like that's you know he said before, like, just because I'm mad doesn't mean, you know... um, Ooh. I think it's about to storm here. (laughs) I hear some thunder coming in. Um, But yeah, so he basically says that uh, he's like, I would have gotten over it. And so she's like, or not. I said, "Um, maybe it would have changed everything. And he's like, that happened anyway. Like, you bolted. We haven't talked for the last month and a half. Like, it probably would have been better if we just talked things out. So basically, he kind of tells her like you know if there's something you have to say like just explain it like you know like this is your time and so she says um i could feel my heart beating my blood pulsing Owen turned back to the console raising the volume of the CD even higher and as the sound filled my ears it hit me all at once what the feeling was i was angry really angry at him for attacking me at myself for waiting until now to fight back at every other chance i hadn't taken all these months I'd been having the same reaction, but I'd blamed it on nerves or fear it wasn't. Um, so, you know, they're kind of just going back and forth and he's like, tell me. And and now she realizes, like, I'm I'm angry. And, and this is, you know, that anger, as Owen has kind of taught her, like, isn't always a bad thing. Like, you know, obviously there are good ways to handle it and bad ways to handle it. But, you know, it's a 100% human emotion. And so she... Uh, ends up telling him she you know he asked her to explain what you know what it is um he says uh where does he say there's a line he says that i like and i thought i had highlighted it but i guess i hadn't he was basically saying something about how like if it's something that you're this afraid to say like it's probably something big and he's spot on with that, like yeah, and, and which is all he's like, which probably means like it's important, and like you should say it. And so she goes ahead, and so she tells him, you know, he had already given me so much, but now I leaned toward him, asking him for one last thing, something I knew he did better than anyone. Don't think or judge, I said, just listen. And yeah, he, she, she tells him, and he you know on, obviously there's there's no rule book on how to handle being told something like that um yeah. so i can be like wow great job he did great but i think you know the key is like she said don't think or, or judge just listen and anytime someone comes to you with something like that i think that's really all that you can do um yeah. if they're they're trusting you with something that huge and and you know taking especially you know that's the first person she has ever come public about with this and, yeah, I think he he handles it well. And, you know, he, he says that he's so sorry that that happened to her. And he just sits there and he listens and he doesn't judge. And, yeah, I mean, it's about, um, you know, as, as good as it can go. She finally has it off her chest. And that's a really good start. Um, he tells her that, you know, he thinks that if she's comfortable with it, that she should go talk to the lady who's working the case and <laughs> tell her about it. Um, And then he also kind of convinces her that he that, you know, her mom can probably handle it. Like, she's all like, I can't I can't talk to my parents. Like, I can't tell them. And he's like, you know, she might surprise you. And so then she does decide to go ahead and talk to her family about it.
0: I also want to just say on page uh, 349, we get the iconic paragraph Mm, that says there comes a time in every life when the world gets quiet and the only thing left is your own heart so you better learn this learn oh my gosh so you better learn to know the sound of it otherwise you'll never understand what it's saying that's that is
1: pretty iconic
0: Sorry. so many these
1: last few chapters i honestly i got to a point where i stopped highlighting because i realized i'd be highlighting the entire page yeah <laughs> and i was like oh then i would just see the whole page and i was like yep. okay i'll just discuss what happened but like there literally were so many pages in these last couple of chapters i was like oh this, oh, this is good oh, all this paragraph all mm-hmm. oh, this line and i was like okay i'm getting out of control i need to like put my pen down like i can't make any more notes. <laughs> but believe you me everyone uh, if I could I would have highlighted absolutely everything
0: yeah he's giving her like reassurance he's like you can do this like I know you're nervous but I'll go with you if you want of course that's so nice It's so nice and um, so then she's in her house and she's about to tell them Um, her whole family's in the living room, which is very convenient. And she's talking about, um, the photo that she sees that she's kind of looked at a few times. She says, as always, my eyes were drawn to my own face first then those of my sisters. And finally, my mother looking so small between us, but I saw it differently now. Um, when that picture was taken, we were all gathered around my mother, sheltering her. But that was just one day, one shot. In the time since, we had arranged and rearranged ourselves so many times. We gathered around Whitney. Um, Kirsten and her had gotten closer, and she says we we were still in flux, as had been clear at the table that night. As I watched my mother and sisters come together again, then I'd be then I'd been convinced I was on the outside, but really I'd always been within arm's reach. She's always like chosen isolation as a coping mechanism. And she's realizing like, oh, I don't need to to isolate myself. I don't need to feel this way. Like this is my family and they love me and they are, you know, here for me. And she says, "Um, so as I got ready to tell my story again, I did what Owen had done for me so many times. I reached out a hand to my mother and my family. And this time I pulled them through with
1: me. And that
0: is chapter 18, everyone. Oh, oh, absolutely
1: beautiful. And it, it's
0: so hard. <clears throat> it's so hard to tell anybody. Yeah. You know, that, that about you, but especially your family, you know, it's, it adds like an extra layer of difficulty. Yeah. There's just so much like shame and like pain that it's like, you don't want. Them to feel that too, right? You know? Exactly. And, you know, she's worried about her mom, and yeah, it's like, you know.
1: which has been one of the key reasons she has been afraid to come forward. But yeah, I feel like there's, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of talked to touch on this a little bit with Dreamland about how you know, like the shame and the guilt and stuff, but with definitely with rape and sexual assault as well. Like, yes, yeah, she's been going around carrying this heavy thing, this thing that she's felt shame and guilt about. And you know that, yeah, you're going to put that on your family. And, you know, obviously she cares about her family. She worries about her family so much. And she knows that they're already going through so much that it's like, I don't want to put that on them, you know? And Yeah. yeah, like I just can't you know imagine like this whole chapter like i was just so proud of her like i know she's a fictional character but i was just so proud and i was just like that is just so brave like going to owen and talking to him and then you know talking to her parents and then you know she does end up calling the lady who's working the case and like to, to <laughs> tell one person is amazing like i just think that's so brave like you're the braver than than like anything, than anyone, like the first I can think of, your birth than that person for for coming forward and and being able to tell someone and and to be able to tell all of those people and know that you're gonna have to go in court and face that person and say it. I just think that that's, you know, it cannot be like understated how incredible yeah. that is for you to be able to do and and how strong that is. And I think that that's the really sucky thing is that you know so many times when things like this happen, is people feel like they are weak and it's it's so the opposite like you are the strongest person for Mm -hmm. for you know being able to go through something like that and and be able to tell somebody about it and you know be able to function every day as a human after that like that's if that isn't strong like i don't know what is you know and yeah i think that's something that is very easy to overlook when you're when you're going through a hard time but Oh my god, I really hope I don't lose power right now. (laughs) Lightning is crazy.
0: Oh no. We had really bad storms the past couple days, actually.
1: It's moved its way down to us,
0: I I guess. It has. Um, Yeah, I mean... I don't think I could say it better than that. I mean... Oh, powerful. Yeah,
1: this... God. This book... But yeah, chapter 18 is just so big. And I, again, this is one of those things, the The weird things I remember about this book and the weird things I don't, like I had a vague memory of her going to Owen at the station and telling him, but then I was like, did I, did I come without my brain? And so when I got to this chapter and she was there, I was like, oh, that does happen. And I was like, wow, I'm just so impressed with her that she like just marched her butt down there and, mm-hmm. and did the darn thing, you know?
0: I can't imagine, <clears throat> I can't imagine, I don't know why my throat is so like, well, <laughs> I'm recording a podcast here, people. <laughs> I can't be croaky. <laughs> I can't be croaky. Um, what was I just saying? Oh, I can't imagine going to a courthouse and like, you know, telling, you know, essentially like the world, what happened yeah. Well, look, you know, while they're sitting right there, it's like, Yeah, you can't – you really can't talk enough about the the bravery it takes to do that.
1: Right, exactly. And especially knowing that in our judicial system that you could go up there and bury your soul and chances are they'll get, like, a slap on the wrist. And it's like, I got to do this because I want justice to be served and I want this person to not be able to hurt anyone again. But knowing, like, pretty – with pretty much certainty that probably it won't be served the way that it should be. Like, that's just so – yeah, like, just absolutely – astounding to me that people are brave enough to put themselves in that sort of situation i mean when i watched the uh olympics the gymnastics documentary and they all like went and like read Mm -hmm. their letters and stuff and i was like how just like what a vulnerable place to put yourself in and like what an absolute badass you are for doing that like truly yeah that documentary is like that scene is like mm-hmm. hard. Like just watching them do that was hard. I can't imagine being the person to have done that. Like, right. kudos to all of them for real.
0: Yeah. I remember um when Evan Rachel Wood was, you know, fighting against Marilyn Manson. Mm. Oh, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so croaky. Croak City over here. <laughs> um i remember those you know her testimony and i think a couple other people came forward too was honestly so dark like honestly i don't recommend like reading it right, at all or like listening to it because it's like don't look it incredibly dark. um but I, it's just and to do it against like um a public figure yeah. especially a man who's gonna be like defended by men oh, no yeah. matter no what no matter what no matter what um So it's it's yeah it's I I really respect women who can who can do that, but at the same time I wish that we didn't have to Mm -hmm. (laughs) like ultimately. Wouldn't that be nice? God, yeah.
1: What a we were discussing a little bit before the podcast about I don't know just how you could ever like enact you know something anything but kindness on someone, and yeah, it it baffles my mind. And I guess it's just they don't. Like, in their mind, they're not doing something wrong. I don't know. I just don't know how you could ever do that to another person. And, like, again, like, I feel bad if I, like, accidentally hurt someone's feelings. If I did something like that to someone, like, I just don't know. Yeah. I don't know just when people do dark things in the world it just astounds me i guess everyone because i'm like why would you ever want to hurt a fellow person? like why would you ever want to like the world is hard enough like why would you ever do something to to harm someone in any way like i just can't imagine
0: like everything in life is so difficult not to be like dramatic but everything in life is so difficult that the easiest thing we can do is like take care of each other and lift the burden for each other yes but we live in like it's it's also like you know our society we're like super individualistic mm-hmm. and we just like we're all about me 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 when we should be living more communally
1: yes 100 percent. also if we all were you know it takes a village and communal living and whatever that also would mean that there'd be more people to pay the rent and wouldn't that be nice <laughs> yeah like who yeah. thinks boomers again another thing we blame the boomers for sorry mom i know you hate being a boomer, um, but just hashtag not all boomers, but um, so <laughs> yeah, the whole nuclear household of a you know a wife and his kid and uh, a wife and his mm-hmm. kid, what <laughs> husband and a wife, I don't even know <laughs> husband a wife and the two kids in the picket fence, and it's like back before you know everyone came home from World War Two and we're like let's move out to the suburbs, like people did. It was grandma and aunts and you know, mom, dad, kids. First of all, it helped with the child care. And second of all, it helped make living affordable. And then we all decided to go live in single family homes. And that was that was it. That was the end of well, Christianity ruined it. But then also Well yeah. (laughs) But then also the single family home. This was a nail in the coffin of our society.
0: Yeah. And like even you can even have like a communal living situation. Like think about like Amsterdam or something, for example. it's It's like I mean, maybe not like Amsterdam specific, but over in Europe, it's a little bit different than it is over here. And like, you can, it's like people taking care of people. You're like more involved in local government because they're actually doing something. And you guys like all care about each other and you're all taking care of each other. You like community gardens. Like we destroy community gardens in this country. Why? Yeah. People
1: shouldn't why is have it hard to, food? to get funding for a park for children like these are things right. that astound me what do you right. not want a place that like, children can experience joy and imagination and learning
0: <laughs> why are libraries closing like
1: like come on y'all i don't I'm i don't like, know how we just... ended up on, i do know how we ended up on this tangent everyone <laughs> <laughs> but also this is just what runs in my mind all the time like i'm like driving to work yeah. and i'm just like why can't it be better for people?
0: <laughs> yeah, just like one say, little thing, mind. like I encounter a mean person at work, and it just spirals <laughs> me into like, this is what's wrong with society. Yeah.
1: I like take it from like, w- yeah, t- one tiny interaction, I then put on like an entire global. <laughs> like, global just, what's wrong? What's <laughs> wrong with And you're like, planet. and you
0: know what? Ultimately, it's colonialism.
1: What it boils down to is colonialism, <laughs> and yeah, everyone's like, what? How did we get here? <laughs> We were just really proud of Annabelle for speaking about what happened to her, and we ended up on colonialism. And it's like, yes, yes, we did. <laughs> this is what it all boils down
0: to, everybody. Oh. This is why. This is why you guys are here, isn't isn't it? Is it? <laughs> <in the> <laughs> I hope. St- like oh. no, bitch. We're here for Dawson. We're here for
1: Sarah <laughs> Not your weird thoughts about the downfall of society. And it's like, yeah, okay, it's fair, I guess. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, everyone be you know what? Sarah desson would want everyone to be nicer
0: to each other too. So she absolutely would look at her books. Yeah. Look at her books. Exactly. Look at Morgan. Look at Isabel. Look at Mira Sparks. You can't write characters like that without wanting the best for yes, humanity. Exactly. And that's just facts. Damn straight. Damn straight.
1: Chapter. So chapter nineteen. 19. <laughs> Right, though, guys, as we've been doing this stuff for so long, that we could go on like random tangents and we segue and whatever, and then we'll both just at the same time kind of look at each other and be like, So the next chapter, like, we know, we know, when we're like, Okay, you know, it's time to get back on task.
0: We gotta cut each other off. You know, cut ourselves
1: off. Yeah. And we're like, Okay, yep, that's enough. We're done. We're done ranting. We're done. <laughs> chapter 19. She. So. The day of the trial.
0: Yes, she's in the she's in there. Um, she said telling my family had been harder in the end than telling Owen, but I did it. Even though the hard parts, even even through the hard parts, even when I heard my mother catch her breath, could feel my father's eyes narrowing, felt cursed and shaking beside me. I kept on, and when I felt myself really wavering, I looked at Whitney, who never flinched. She was the strongest of us all, and I kept my eyes on her all the way to the end. And are you kidding? That's I'm tearing up. I know. That's beautiful. I know. that's. Oh my gosh. Oh.
1: That's so good. I'm like obsessed with this family. I still wish that the dad would do more and that mom would like be a better mom sometimes. But just like the sister unit of this family, obsessed with.
0: (laughs) And honestly, like, not that this is like a good thing or like an excuse, but the dad is like a very normal man. Yeah. Of this time period. You know, like, we don't tell men to like be emotional or like talk about your feelings right. or show. any kind of, so it's like, he's just a product of his time really.
1: And like, he has a good, like you can tell he obviously clearly loves his daughters and like, right. He wants to watch the history channel with Annabelle. And like he, you know, like he, he does love them. He's just, yeah. Like a not overly emotional person because again, like that's just the time that he was raised in.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. And he he went into, you know, action mode. He's like, okay, I got to call the lady who's on the case and get some more information. And, And she said, all my life, I realized I'd only seen my parents one way, as if it was the only way they could be. One weak, one strong, one scared, one bold. I was beginning to understand, though, that there were no such things as absolutes, not in life or in people. Like Owen said, it was day by day, if not moment by moment. All you could do was take on as much weight as you can bear. And if you're lucky, there's someone close enough by to shoulder the rest. I mean. Moment of silence. Seriously. Honestly, this this whole This
1: entire I'm t I'm telling you, I really could have highlighted the entirety of like the last two chapters. Yes. And I was like, I must cut myself off. <laughs> yes, But all of it, like literally all of it, I'm like, and this part. And this part is also iconic. Mm-hmm. And this part is also mm-hmm.
0: absolute genius. Like
1: yeah, I'm just spitting facts, y'all. Like these are just facts.
0: Yeah, they're just straight facts. No cap. As the kids say. Um <laughs> we're Um hip with the kids. We are. We are. We're very hip. Yes, but then she gives her statement and she just says that she doesn't look at him at all. Um I think she looks exactly at the plaintiff the entire time and she gets through it. And this whole time, she's like, oh, wait, Owen wasn't here. Like, you know, she like realized he wasn't there, but she didn't even think about it because bigger things are happening. Right. But when they walked outside, Owen was the first thing she saw. Of course.
1: And he is feeling yes. a little like anxious and guilty. And it's pre- like Owen yes. is so precious in this chapter. <laughs> Can I just say? He's
0: He's, <laughs> he's so precious. He's like, oh, my God. He's so cute. He's, like, so nervous. He's like, I know you're mad at me. Like, please don't be mad at me. Um, Basically, uh, he didn't show up because he was grounded. And because the other night, he just casually went to Perkins Day to just take a peek at Will Cash and ended up punching him in the face. Yep. Which... I don't think he should have been grounded for that.
1: I agree. Now, in fairness, I think his mom probably doesn't know the whole story because Owen is a nice boy, and he knows that that is Annabelle's story to tell, so he probably did not disclose that part of it to his mother. But yeah, if I was his mother, I would not have grounded him. And again, I said at the top of the episode, I'm obviously very much not a violence is the answer type of person. And usually when a guy is all like, I'm going to go defend my girl's honor. But like, it wasn't even that. Like, I just... Like he wasn't doing that, you know what I mean. It wasn't like a jealous thing or a whatever. Like this guy, he found out did this really, really terrible thing to obviously a person that he cares for, and he's Owen, (laughs) and as we know, he punches people. He's worked on it since then. Um, yeah. So overall, Owen, you know, remember your anger management things, your things, your lessons, things. That's a placeholder. (laughs) remember your anchor management (laughs) lessons but in this one instant or again if you ever happen to run into a nazi feel free to punch him like that's my take you know so yeah
0: when i found
1: out that he punched will cash i was like yeah he deserved it and i'm happy you did
0: I know in the in the courtroom, she's like, "Oh yeah, he has a black eye. That's weird. Like someone tried to put makeup on it. Yeah. That's crazy." And like right when she said that, I was like, "Oh, oh like you know,
1: you know, immediately." Which again, it's set sort up of so good in this book. Like Sarah, you queen, she, you know, obviously we know about his, you know, his old habits and whatever. And so the second Will Cash has a black eye, you are like, "I know what happened." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So
1: good. That's so good.
0: yeah
1: and uh and he he basically is you know he's like you said he's super apologetic and super nervous that she's mad at him and she's like and he's like apologetic that he did it and he's like i know better i shouldn't have you know thrown a punch i shouldn't have gone and tried to like find him you know i shouldn't have sought him out whatever and so he's like you know i'm just really sorry for freaking out and then a little call back to before she was like oh, I wouldn't really call this freaking You think this is freaking out? I wouldn't really call it freaking out. And I was like, oh my god, stop it, you two. Stop <laughs> it. He went punchful cash, hells to the end. My humble opinion, Owen, that makes you even more desirable. And then they're oh, like 100%. cute little dance pants and he's all like nervous and they're just like adorable. Like, stop. They're just
0: having that same conversation they had earlier about her freaking out and then, it happens. They kiss, Aww. and they're officially together oh my because they're—they're yes. about they're to, be. to be. They're so cute. They're so cute. Like I can't even. Oh my god,
1: Armstrong! You little, just you little dollop of a cute. You're just a little cutie. <laughs> you're just a little cute cutie boy that I love. We love you. And I want your rings. Yes, oh my god, they're so awesome. We love you. We love your rings. And I even love your weird taste in music.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I love it too. It's part of who you yeah. are. And y- you you listen to those Mayan chants full blasts <laughs> while you're driving. It's part of his charm. <laughs> it's part of your charm, yeah, absolutely.
1: Ooh. Chapter 20. Here we are, y'all. The final chapter.
0: Yep. She has taken over his anger management show because that is the best way um, his mom thinks to punish him is to take away his show. So her show is called Story of My Life. Love that. Also the best One Direction song, in my
1: humble opinion. (laughs) (laughs) It's up there. It's in my top five. It's it's probably my favorite. Okay, anyways.
0: (laughs) Good to know. in case anyone's <laughs> wondering
1: um i mentioned one direction a few weeks ago and how they i was like i don't know it was last time ball tours were a thing like one direction and then in the discord uh our <laughs> lovely listener cc uh the queen of the spreadsheet was like yeah they were already too big for balls and i was like oh yeah you're probably right um so yeah just to bring it back to one direction i just want everyone to know it's probably my favorite song
0: all right <laughs> love that Um, yeah she's playing her old music she has a couple pictures sitting next to her of one of Whitney no one of Mallory because Mallory is her biggest fan she plays Jenny Reeve for her and she always listens and it's so cute I love their relationship adorable absolutely Um, adorable she's like the sister like Annabelle's like the sister that Mallory doesn't have
1: And you know what and she needs a little bit because owen is an absolutely wonderful big brother but he doesn't get things like jenny reeve so that's (laughs) in modeling and stuff you know so that's what that's what our girl annabelle's for
0: and a picture of her and her mom and her sisters on new year's it's a new picture she says unlike the one in the foyer it was hardly professional with no dramatic vista behind us instead We were all standing at the kitchen island. We've just been talking about what I couldn't even remember. And then Kirsten's boyfriend, Brian, with the class over, they were now free and clear to make their relationship public. He's telling us to look here. Mazel tov the two of you. (laughs) Mazel tov to the two of you. I'm very glad you're a TA and not a professor because that That would would be be weird. weird. (laughs) But it seems like since you're a TA, you're most likely age appropriate. (laughs) Yes. But she says, you know, this isn't a, it wasn't a great picture, but she loved it because it was what we looked like. And best of all, this time, no one was in the middle. Um, She says, every time I looked at it, I was reminded how much I liked this new life without a secret hanging over me. It was a fresh start. And now I didn't have to be the girl who had everything or nothing, but another girl altogether. Maybe even the one who told.
1: (laughs) Stop, Sarah, you're getting me in my
0: feels. She is just, Annabelle is just thriving right now. She is finding community with her mans and with Clark and Raleigh. And she's finding community with her family again. And you can just seal, see the healing power of that. And I
1: guess we, we I could not agree more. I'm very yeah. happy. I'm so happy that she's like friends with Clark again. Like, I'm like that. I love that they were able to patch up that relationship. Like, yes, yeah. So many heals relationships have, or, and she's thriving our girl is thriving and we are so happy for her
0: so happy for her and after her after her she's done with her show um owen pulls up and he's like what the hell was that he's like a little (sighs) critical of her of course because this show is like his baby music his his life and they have this cute little banter moment where he's like what the hell is this I can't believe you did this to my show, my my son. I can't believe you did this to my son. <laughs> and <laughs> and she just shuts him up with a big old kiss. And because they're in love, they're in love, and they're just. And it she's like,
1: fun. she tells him. So he was all like, um. He's, like, all upset about, you know, Jenny Reeve or whatever. And she's, like, you're not even paying attention to what song is on right now. Uh, Because he keeps, like, you know, they're, like, bantering back and forth. And he's, like, oh, this is. And she's, like, your favorite Led Zeppelin song. Yes. Like, I know. Um, So she put on thank you. Which also, like, thank you. You know? Stop. Oh, my God. Stop Stop. Stop That's adorable. I hope that thank you is their wedding song. It better be. I'm calling it right
0: now. It better be. That's all I'm saying. Well, you guys, that was it. I feel like we need to read the last sentence. Yes. It was bright and warm, catching the ring on my thumb as Owen reached for it, spinning it slowly, slowly as the song played on.
1: Yeah, because she has the or not, I believe, of his rings. She says that one's kind of a placeholder until raleigh apparently is gonna make her her own which again the community and the fact that she's wearing of owen's rings in the meantime like get out of here get out of here God, this book i remember loving it but like damn so good i'm so happy to have revisited just listen because that yeah
0: that was, that was a good one it was so good And now we're going to take two weeks off. I'm going to just go get married real quick. No big deal. No big deal. Um, (laughs) um, And then we'll be back on July 4th with Super Cash episode about super casual things.
1: Super cash. Super cash. It's not a big deal. It's not only our queen's favorite holiday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll be doing some super casual things. And then so look forward to that episode. And then I believe, is it along for the ride next? Why do I not? Lock and key. hand. Lock and key is next. Oh, lock and key is that. Oh, that's a good. I <laughs> say okay. as if I don't
0: love all of them. <laughs> I know we're like, oh my god, I love that I love one. That Again, one. Love all of them. me. Every every book. <laughs> I'm not, key, Sarah,
1: Justin, ever lock and key.
0: Sarah Gibson. I've not revisited
1: lock and key in a minute, but that's a good. One.
0: Oh, what's going on with my internet? A lock and key. Yeah, lock and key was uh, published in 2008, and I think along okay, for the so ride was yeah, Next,
1: so then lock and key, then along for the ride. Okay, oh, lock and key. Okay, well, very casual Fourth of July episode after our two week mm-hmm. break. We will miss all of you, but don't worry if you stay posted to the Hate Spinner Bait Pod Instagram. Which, if you're not following us, why come follow us on Instagram? We will be uh, – I'm going to do a little weekend takeover, the weekend of Michael Ann's wedding, and I'll be keeping you all posted. So you'll be along for the ride, eh? Um, hey. Sarah doesn't <laughs> with <laughs> us uh, for some wedding festivities. We're going to all post some things. Y'all have to see, you know, how beautiful Michael Ann is and how hopefully cute I look in my sweet outfit. And Obviously. My mom will be there. So, of course, we're going to get Jackie in on the action.
0: spinner <laughs> bait, official mother.
1: Yes, yeah, so a TM. So, yeah, keep – well, if you're missing us over this two-week break, keep your eyes peeled to the gram, and then we'll be back 4th of
0: July. Boo
1: America, but yay Sarah Dustin. <laughs> 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 we'll get back to that. That's going to be our 4th of July tag. Probably not, but – Twitter, mate, the podcast where we hate colonialism, but we love Sarah
0: Nesson. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> y'all. Oh, God. Okay, so here's the thing about books. When you're reading books, they have a tendency to give you words. And if you comprehend the words, then you understand what's going on in the book. And that's what I have to say about that. Thank you. Good night and good luck. Michael Ann is a boomer.